Resident How's it going, everybody? This is Anthony Elio, Associate Editor for Residential Tech Today. And on this episode of Residential Tech Talks, we feature Tamara Day. Now, Tamara is the host of HGTV's Bargain Mansions. And in this exclusive interview, which was one of our cover features, we go over how the show started and her general process for the show. It was really exciting to hear just her perspective of the show. So without further ado, here's the newest episode of Residential Tech Talks. Uh, Hello? Hello, this is Tamara. Hey, Tamara, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad we got the chance to speak. Absolutely. Well, um, I ended up uh, putting together some interview questions here. Um, I, was, I was so happy just to be able to, you know, dive in a little bit and do some research and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, ready whenever you are for that. I am, too. Go for it. You know... One thing, just watching the show, how often does home tech play a role in renovation projects? You know, the smart home's gotten so big over the years. Um, how often does kind of does technology play a role? You know, um, depending on the situation, whether it's for the show or for a client, because we do still work with clients, and we've had some homes that are completely smart homes for clients. But when I'm on a renovating budget, it's only the specific houses that can handle that cost that I'm able to put it in. I always want to put it in, but, you know, I've got to pay attention to budgets, too. So um, some of these houses are small, and we do security systems that are all fully automated and thermostats that are fully automated on up to whole house sound. Um, in the farmhouse that we did last year, it was really modern temporary style we did do um full house automation with a theater room and it was awesome to get to do and i'm blown away consistently by all of the incredible technology that's out there and available now like i went into one of my local places that i work with and they had speakers that look like drywall i was like what is this what little bit of heaven is this for a designer? You know, you literally paint it, you sheetrock it in, and you have whole house sound, but you can't see a single speaker. Oh my god! So it so it's it's a speaker that looks like drywall. Yes, it's actually a speaker that has the face of it instead of being like a screen or a mesh is a very thin, paintable membrane that the edges of the speaker are actually like. Um, drywall tape and so you mud this into the drywall sand it smooth and then paint the wall and the only way you can see it is you touch the wall and you can feel it vibrating it's seamless wow literally it's perfection that is so cool i definitely i definitely love to see that someday um you know, kind of on the subject is there any of that kind of smart technology you've incorporated uh into your own home you know, we actually are just getting ready to do it ourselves. Um, we are wanting to put, we have teenagers, and, you know, they, they want to sneak out and all the good stuff that teenagers <laughs> do, and I'm, I'm sure that they will um, eventually, but if we can beat them to the punch with, with security measures, then that's, that's the goal. <laughs> 
Definitely, and it, it's just it's it's so easy now, you know, with you do the setup, and it's like you control everything from your phone too. Like, I'm lucky that uh, that wasn't around in when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, um, we we talked a lot about useful smart home tech so far. You know, with these the speaker integration, security cameras. Is there any kind of smart home tech that you find to be a little superfluous, a little bit, you know, um, you know, th that's something that you don't think people really need? Yeah, I mean, even, I, I guess I'd be consider myself a little tech savvy. There's a lot of the time that that stuff comes out and I look at it and I'm like, I don't I don't know what this is. I don't know how this is supposed to work. You know, I, I think it's just kind of, sometimes people want that smart home so desperately that they'll kind of add uh, add whatever they can uh, into the home. Yes, that's true. Yes. You know, I, there are a lot of things that are certainly not a need. It's definitely a want. And, and like things like, turning on your fireplace with a with your iPad. You know, it sounds pretty cool, but what's the, like, can't you just flip the switch on the wall? Like, right. a few steps. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, stuff like that. It's, it, you know, if money is no object, then those are awesome, awesome things to be able to do. But, um, you know, at the same time, I'm always budget conscious, so it's got to make financial sense for me to want to do it. Right. And, well, it's it's those things that look really cool, but um, have you ever seen seen the movie Wall-E? Oh yeah. Where they, you know, they don't end up doing anything for themselves. It's like uh, we're getting closer and closer to that. Like I'll I'll just turn on my own fireplace for the time being. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm quite ready for that yeah. yet. Exactly. You know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things that also seem like they're unnecessary and fluffy, but things like whole house lighting automation, mm -hmm. that sounds really silly, but at the, at the same time, if you travel a lot, that could be a real security measure. For me, not so much. I'm home most nights. Somebody's at, at our house. We don't travel a ton, so we can flip the light switch and it's no big deal, but if you're traveling, that can be a great way to keep your property safe. Absolutely. To be able to automate what lights are coming on and off to make it seem like someone is home. So I think it depends. Each each thing is, 
age, if someone had a disability, that could be such a huge life changer for them to be able to push a button from a, a phone instead of having to figure out how to get to the light switch. But for me, it, it's it's a fluffy kind of thing. Definitely. And, you know, when integrating these technologies, um, in kind of different homes, uh, you know, be it um, personal projects on the show. Do you consult with uh, different integrators on bringing those techs, on bringing that technology in? Yeah, you know, I um, I have talked with a lot of different companies, and of course, just like any kind of subcontractor that that we might use, I have my favorites and tend to go back to them. Um, and depending on on what that feature is, but for the most part, I, I like to stick with the guys that I know and and I know do a good job. Definitely. What's that project, or I'm sorry, what's what's that process usually like? Um, it, it depends on who the client is and what the project is. Um, you know, things things that we do a lot of are, are televisions and installing those so that they look seamless in the, in the decor. So um, we just had one installed in a home over a fireplace where there was not previously a television. And... Um, and framing it, putting it in, it's it's a, a pretty easy sell to a, a brand client um, when you take them in and you can show them. You can have this big black shiny box on your mantle or you can have this beautiful matte finished framed piece of artwork when it's turned off. Mm. And um, and it's, it's such a beautiful addition to the space instead of taking away from all the design we've done. Definitely. Well, I hope you're enjoying today's episode of Residential Tech Talks. I just wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Savant. Now, Savant is all about the smart home. They offer an array of products, whether it be for your home theater, if you're looking for smart speakers, even if you're looking for shades and lighting, Savant is the place to go. Check them out at savant.com. That's S-A-V-A-N-T.com. You know, kind of um, moving along. You know, moving into the show a little bit more. Um, sure. s- something that I really enjoy is just kind of your your interactions with your your father throughout the show. Um, how is how is working with him helped to come up with new ideas, uh, new in renovation? You know, um, there are no new ideas. Everything new is old, kind of philosophy and a lot of times it's new to me but it's something he's already done and so having him there to help guide and 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 direct the things is is really helpful because he may have had experience with something that i've never seen before or dealt with before and having um his wisdom is always helpful definitely and your chemistry with uh, with him is kind of one of my personal favorite parts watching the show. Is that just kind of how it naturally is between you two? Yes, it is. He's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> He's easy to love. Definitely. I, I loved... Um, I was watching one episode uh, the other day, and I think you were going around and you were kind of saying, this is what I want to change, this is what I want to change, and he goes... Who would ever put these windows in, or something like that? He's just very blunt. It it really cracked me up. <laughs> well, I can tell you, you have um, they they've edited out more of the bluntness than they <laughs> in. <laughs> if if there's ever like a behind the scenes, I, I would love to see that. Yeah, 
And then, you know, you've worked on so many projects um, on the show alone, let alone kind of in your own career. What's been your overall favorite to work on? Kind of on the other side of the coin, what's been one of the biggest projects, whether it's working with one of those personalities that's just kind of difficult, um, or even just kind of working in the physical house itself? One thing is, uh, especially with bargain mansions, just seeing you work on all these really cool kind of older and classic homes, um, does that inspire you in any way, just seeing this like older architecture, seeing um, you know the, these interesting designs that aren't around as much anymore? Absolutely. 
And, you know, um, when you're picking out building materials, I was, I was kind of thinking about this the other day. Um, how often does kind of sustainability come up with that? Is that something that's kind of easy to approach when you're looking through the different building materials? Are there a few different options open? Or is it something that hasn't really been uh, embraced in the renovation world as much yet? You know, it, it has been. It depends on, on which building materials it is. Of course, you know, sustainability, and there's different different ways to look at that where you're, you're being more efficient in the home. So windows are a really good example of this. It's, it's always a toss-up to me with windows because on the one hand, you can put really awesome, energy-efficient windows into a home. It looks gorgeous. It saves on the utility bills, et cetera, et cetera. But it can also mean, it also means that you're taking windows out of the house and throwing them into a landfill. Mm. And so it's, it's this, is it better? Is, I, I try to only replace windows when I absolutely have to. If we can repair them, I, I like to save them because of the historic charm and because I'm not filling up a landfill any further than I have to. So, um, there, there are weights to, to my decisions in those regards and, um, you know, insulation and preserving the integrity of the, the space as, at the same time and making sure that you're being energy efficient is, is important to me. Um, but if it means that you're going to have to rip down all the walls, to put insulation in the middle and put up new walls, that's not very efficient either. Mm -hmm. So you've got to find that, that soft balance. Definitely. I, you know, I'd never thought about that, that it's just as much strategy as it is kind of the, what you're actually choosing out to build with. That's really interesting. Yes. Yes, it, it really is. I mean, there are obviously lots of fantastic composite materials that you can use. There are, bamboo opportunities, there are forces and all kinds of, of sustainable products and we try to use them when we can, but I also try to think about what is the other effect that I'm dealing with um, and is, is that filling up a landfill. Definitely. And, you know, I've just got a couple, couple questions about the show just closing out, you know, the... Um, when I was talking to some of the people that set up the interview, they said uh, that the next season is going to start entering production soon. Um, what do you hope to accomplish in these new episodes? Oh, goodness. So, um, the, when does this article come out? So this is going to come out, I believe, within the month. Okay, then we probably can't talk about season three um, because it, the press release has not come out yet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't want yeah. to, uh, definitely don't want to, um, dive too deep yeah. in. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, but, um, I guess in that case, um, without being too specific, I mean, what do you overall want for the future of the show? Um, and again, if, if that's something that you don't feel comfortable with, uh, without the press release out. many ways. 
ways. I, you know, we get to showcase the designs. We get to save these historic homes. Um, but we also get to show um, a, a side effect that I didn't expect of the show is how many young girls come up to me and say, I want to be just like you when I grow up. And I want to do what you do. And, you know, I sign their little backpacks and the trapper keepers and all the good stuff. And um, they, they take their picture with me. But I didn't anticipate how many young girls would watch this type of show and um, how inspired they are and how much, how eye-opening it is that a woman can be in this industry and is not relegated to strictly the design side of this industry, that, that you can be part of the design, you can be part of the construction, you can be part of anything you want to be part of. And um, breaking through that glass ceiling and showing young girls anything is possible is really has really been a, a blessing in my life. But the other thing that has been interesting is, is Dad and I's relationship. You know, I have probably taken for granted that he's always there and, and awesome. And I think a lot of the messages we receive are, you know, I watch your show and it reminds me of my dad, what I wouldn't give to have another day working yeah. beside him. I, uh, you know, oh, my dad and I, they, they reminisce on their experiences with their father, men and women. But then it's also, oh, I wish my dad had been around this is so wonderful to see a father-daughter relationship like this. I didn't have. It makes them, you know, it, it, it is, they aspire to that with their children. I hope that my daughter will work with me when she's grown up. Or all of the, the family ties that a father-daughter team, it, it just brings up a lot of emotion for people, I think. And so that's been awesome to the thanks that we've gotten from people. I had one woman recently message us and say, I was watching your show. My dad passed away two years ago and watching your show just reminded me of him so much. I, I cried through the entire episode and thank you for the memories. It was, it was wonderful to, to feel that again. And it was just such a sweet, heartfelt message. Um, and I never would have expected something like that from this. So my hope is is that we can continue to inspire people both in design and relationship and in doing whatever you want to do. Definitely, man. Um, that's so interesting. And, uh, you know, hearing about these um, these little girls that come up to these, these people that are so inspired, is there any advice that you generally give them? You know... Um, I always say, just find what piece of this you're passionate about, because there are so many parts to what I'm doing. And because I have a great team around me, I'm able to do all of the things I love. But I think I am the exception to that rule, and it's certainly not where you start. And so finding the piece that is your favorite and starting from there is it can grow from there and instead of just jumping into the whole package thinking it's all going to be great and hunky-dory um you know find your lane and then grow from there definitely perfect well um that's all the questions that i had and honestly it's been such a pleasure speaking with you it's so 
so cool to get your perspective and just to hear some of these stories. And I'm so, um, it's so cool that you, you know, you had a bit of uh, work with the tech folks as well. And then just hearing about the show, like working on the show. And this has just been such a cool interview. I'm, uh, I'm really happy I got the chance to speak with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to see how it turns out. Um, we got all the pictures in too, and like, looks so cool. So it's going to be an awesome looking feature. And it's going to hopefully, uh, if I do some editing, it, like, uh, hopefully, I don't screw it up in the editing process. But um, <laughs> I hope I think it'll be great. So thank you so much. Excellent. And uh, yeah, we'll make sure to send over uh, copies as soon as it's done. And yeah, I'm really excited to check out uh season three. Oh, thank you so much. Awesome. Well, hey, have a great rest of the day, Tamara. Hopefully we'll speak soon. All right. You too. All right. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Residential Tech Talks. Tamara was so wonderful to talk to. You could just really tell that she has that passion for home renovation. It shined through the entire interview and it really shined through the cover feature that we did with her. For more episodes of Residential Tech Talks, make sure to subscribe to us on all the major platforms, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you use, we are available on it. And make sure to check out our official website at restechtoday.com.